This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gut. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Podcast. My name is E.T. McManus, and for the next hours, it is my job to get your mind off the craziness in the world and get it refocused back into some good old-fashioned rock and roll. Guys, we have a fantastic show for you this evening. We have El Fatso calling in from the Netherlands, man. That's going to be a great conversation. Really looking forward to that. After that, we're going to be joined by Sean Pennard. He is the lead singer of Head Motor, a tribute to... Murderhead, and he's also a lead singer for a Johnny Cash tribute band. It's kind of wild to go from one to the other. We'll be talking with him 
Uh, he's also had some screenplays, and he's been an actor in certain films. So we're going to be talking all that coming up. And we're going to be closing out the show tonight with a band called the Good For Nothing Band. Really excited to talk to them, guys. It's a full-packed show. And I just wanted to wish you guys a happy Labor Day, no matter what you're doing, guys. Some people are taking this weekend to prepare for the upcoming school year if it hasn't started yet. Other people are taking a much-deserved three-day weekend. And then there's others that, you know, it's just another day, just another dollar, and, uh, you know, you do what you got to do. But uh, my wish is that you guys have a happy Labor Day, no matter what you're doing, just make sure you're safe. Make sure that you guys are, you know, just taking care of each other. And um, guys, if you have not, if you did not hear last week's podcast, we had Bang Tango on, guys. It was a really, really good show. You are able to listen to that on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. And, uh, guys, it's really, really uh, great to be here with you guys this evening. And uh, we're going to kick things off with a little bang tango. Here's someone like you.
So, guys, our first band up this evening that we're going to be talking to come to us via the Netherlands band. They are a really kick-ass band. I have no idea what just happened there. But uh, they're a really kick-ass band, referred to me by some of the union members. And, uh, guys, really excited about it. We're going to go ahead and listen to one of their tracks. Here is El Fatso with Thirsty.
So that is El Fatso with Thirsty. Guys, I'm really excited to talk to these guys. They put out their video clip today of their new single, Katama. You guys can go ahead onto YouTube and check that out. They are coming to us via... uh, Via the Netherlands, guys, really, really excited to talk to them. There's a lot of good stuff that uh, they're involved in and going to really get a good chance to talk to them. Uh, their fresh new single video, Katama, is a forerunner of our new EP, Rockin' Rafa, which will land in the first half of 2021. So they got that new album coming out. Stuff, man. And uh, a lot of... Uh, A lot of good material, man. Uh, We're going to be talking to them momentarily, so uh, don't go anywhere. And for – just bear with me for one second, guys. Really uh, got a lot going on behind the scenes here tonight. But wanted to – wanted to touch base for one of our sponsors this evening. And – Winning season is returning to my at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means survivor, super contest, and squares. At my bookie, winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up, watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice. It's time to celebrate the NFL season is back, baby. We are really excited for that, man. No matter what team you're cheering for this year, NFL is back. We all need it. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code VOCNATION, all one word, no spaces, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play. $1,000 in free play, guys. Designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Use promo code VOCNATION, all one word, no spaces, and double your first deposit up to $1,000, guys. That's free cash, man. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. So, guys, make sure you check them out. NFL season's coming up, baby, and we are really, really excited for it. We're going to be, you know, we all need that escapism we all need that little moment to get away and uh, I know a lot of people out there are excited waiting for the NFL season to kick off man and it's going to be a little weird this year man there's going to be no fans in the stage in the stadium so it's going to be uh interesting but guys without further ado it is my pleasure to welcome you El Fatso guys you with us what's up Hey guys, how are you? How are we doing very well, thank you. How are you? Good, man. I I wanted to thank you guys uh, big time. I know it's a little late on your side. It's around 12.15. We're like six hours behind you. And uh, just wanted to thank you for hanging with us for a little while. And uh, hopefully you guys uh, can tell us a little bit about your story. Can you tell us where you got started? Yeah, sure. We're uh, uh, this is Tom. I'm the lead singer, and also Leonard, uh, one of the guitar players, um, is present. <laughs> Hi. Uh, yeah, we started uh, like in 2015, 
um, as a trio. And uh, funny enough, uh, Leonard was uh, in the audience at our first gig. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he uh, then, uh, maybe, what was it, like a month later? Yeah, something like that. He uh, walked into my uh, guitar uh, lessons room. And he asked me, hey, are you the guy from El Pezzo? <laughs> and I thought, wow, I'm famous in, uh... well, that went fast. <laughs> Word travels fast. And then uh, not uh, shortly after that, uh, Leonard also joined the band. And then we were four-piece for a bit. And we've recently expanded uh, to uh, even adding another guitar and synthesizer. Wow. And yeah, we make, uh, so we call our music uh Rock and Roffa, which is a sort of uh, rock and roll uh, adaptation, because uh, Roffa is slang for Rotterdam, and we're from the Netherlands in uh, Rotterdam. Okay. And uh, uh, I, I wanted to ask you guys, we just got done playing Thirsty from you guys, and um, noticed a bit of a Chili Peppers flair there. I just what curious where you guys pull your influences from and what uh, what attaches to your sound? Well, the, the, the Chili Peppers reference is a first for us. We never heard that before. But uh, most of our um, inspiration, it, it's a lot of Queens of the Stone Age, a lot of um, maybe Eagles Dead Metal, Metal, Royal Blood, our bands we all like. Um, me, for myself, uh, I, I'm the I'm on the guitarist. Uh, I like a lot of uh, we call it all people music. I like Led Zeppelin <laughs> and the Beatles and so. Uh, our drummer really likes progressive metal. Uh, Tom really likes uh, bands like Queens of Stone Age and Mastodon. So everybody has their own influence, and it all comes together to the songs we make. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, we also I... like, but we also oh sorry. No, go yeah, ahead. We man. also like. Uh, some poppy stuff actually because definitely yeah just uh i don't know i grew up with the Bee Gees <laughs> and uh um, i grew up with abba yeah then i grew up with abba <laughs> so yeah we always try to put some sort of maybe little hooks or we like to keep th th those those things close man that's awesome now um you guys have been around for 5 years now uh, how has the yeah. scene been where you're at as far as playing gigs and things along that sort? Uh, there, there are venues. Um, there, there are plenty of small ones. There are some bigger ones. It's, it's, it is quite hard to get into the bigger ones, but I guess that's the same for um, everywhere you go, actually. Um, yeah, the scene in the Netherlands, it's, it's um, almost one big family. Everybody knows each other. Uh, there's not like a competition or something. Everybody respects each other's music and everybody uh, supports each other. So, yeah. That's awesome. Now, is there a big fan base for rock music there? Not really. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, did that's a small how we are. Tour in Spain. <laughs> yeah, we did a small tour in Spain <laughs> and, and we noticed that the, uh, the, the rock scene there was quite a lot bigger than it is in the Netherlands. Um, there is a rock scene and a metal scene, so there are plenty of people listening to it, but it's not as big as it used to be, but I think that's not really different in America. Yeah, no, yeah, know. we're, uh, we, we 
rock is probably the furthest thing from the uh, mainstream right now for us as it is probably for you guys. And uh, I mean, it's kind of cool because it's got that underground feeling to it that, um, you know, that like you were saying that close knit community, but um, yeah. What what would you yeah, say is the number it one? It has to reinvent itself or something. You, you know, and I think it is just a matter of time. Everything. I mean, if you look at the history of music, everything goes around that comes around, and I think it's only a matter of time. But what what would you say is the biggest music form where you guys are? It's mostly pop music. I I, I I'm a teacher. Hip hop. Yeah. I'm a teacher and I, I teach like 10 year olds now and uh, they all listen to K-pop and that was a quite a big surprise <laughs> for me. I didn't realize yeah. that was like uh, a music style that, that kids were listening to right now, but it is. So, yeah, crazy stuff. Now you guys have a new album coming out uh, called Rock and Roll, am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now how long, how long did it take you guys to record that and uh, where did you go to record that? Um, r- roughly one summer, a little bit longer than that. Um, so it's li- in like six to eight weeks. It was all there, pretty much. We co- recorded it at uh, the base, yeah, the basement of uh, Leonard's mother. So it's actually it's a garage record. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So it's amazing more yeah, that. You're able to record a studio album from your head. That's the beauty of the technology we have right now. Um, yeah, for sure. So, a little bit about the album. Could you tell us, like, who who was who did most of the writing and what you guys were pulling from, inspiration wise and feeling wise, when you guys were writing the album? Uh, yeah, most of the songs actually. Let me think. Yeah, most of them date back from actually when we were a, a trio, but uh, some of them were sort of put on the sh- like um, uh, we have a new single Kitama. It was actually put on the shelf for quite some time uh, because yeah, we thought no, it doesn't really work. And now with more instruments and just I guess more experience also, um, yeah, we decided to record it. And for this particular um, EP, we decided to, we wanted to keep it a a bit more light, a a bit more groovy, I guess. With our previous record, it was more, it had more that that sort of Queens of Stone Age vibe, um, more that desert rock uh, style to it. And for this, yeah, maybe hard to put like names to it, but um, a little bit more, I guess, funky, funky-ish stuff. Maybe some ZZ okay. Top actually. Some of the some of the songs. Um, yeah. So let me ask you: going from a three-piece, how many pieces do you guys have now? Five. Now going from the three-piece to the five-piece, like you were just bringing up certain things that didn't quite fit when it was only the three of you. Did you have to rewrite? entire pieces to fit in the extra two two members was that a big writing change for you guys no we didn't have to really 
rewrite everything. Um, the music we already had was really open to some extra instruments. So yeah. it was not that hard to add any synthesizer or extra guitars in it. It, it, it already it already sort of had it in it, but we didn't have the people to play it. Gotcha. Yeah, for some for some of the the songs, it was just the 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 layout was very yeah almost monotonous, I guess. So there was a lot of room for like small melodies and just or and and sometimes just just scratch a whole bit and write a new piece of music. Um, and also because we uh, actually. Um, our drummer changed and that, that also brought in some new uh, sounds because he's more of a, like, actually he's more of a, yeah, Leonard also said it, he's more of a progressive type of guy. So it was cool to, to, to have a song that was already sort of written, but then have some other guys come in and yeah, do their thing with it. That's great. Now, as far as, um, the release of this, this is coming the the beginning of 2021. Any ideas about a release date? Um, no, not, not particular, uh, specific date, but yeah, early, early 2021, I would say. Okay. So now January, February. What would you guys say has been some of your favorite places to play as far as live performances are concerned? Do you guys have certain spots that you love to go back to? And how has things been with the whole COVID situation where you guys are? Uh, for for me personally, it's, uh, I've got two favorite venue, venues. Uh, in Rotterdam, we got a place called Rotown. And in uh, Leiden, it's another city in the Netherlands, we got Gebroeder uh, Chernobyl. Uh, I don't know how to really translate it, but... <laughs> yeah. um, those are my favorite places uh, in Rotterdam because I'm from Rotterdam. I love Rotterdam and I love everything about it. And I especially love that venue and the venue in Leiden because, um, yeah, it's re- the, the, the hospitality, hospitality is great. The stage is great. sound is great. So that's fantastic. And the COVID situation, it sucks. Um, we can't really play any venues um, because of, uh, COVID, all the venues are closed, and some of them are really struggling to um, survive. Yeah, survive. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's. I, I know we have to um, um, let some things go because of it, but it's it's really hard and it's really sad that we have to. But we did play yeah. uh, last weekend. Yeah, we did play. Finally, we played in half a year. We played one gig last weekend in one of my two favorite places. That's awesome. I mean, here in the States, things are starting to try and open up. But, I mean, we've we've done so miserably here as far as everything is concerned that things are open one day and shut the next day. So, yeah, I totally know how you guys feel. Um, Yeah. As as far as um, uh, I want to make sure I pronounce this right, the Katama, the the song Katama, <laughs> give us a little uh, insight to the writing of that and the meaning behind it. 
it's really funny that you uh, not not to to make fun of you, <laughs> but that that you were struggling with the name because when I came over, to, I'm at Leonard's place, and when I came over, I thought to myself, I have no idea how to pronounce it in, in, in no. English. <laughs> It's also a bit of a vague title, to be to be honest. But um, well, actually, the song is the, the the lyrics are actually written by a member of the band who's uh, by uh, who is now left, and it was actually about being an uh, about about an immigrant who is like a couple of ge- uh, generations down the line in a new country and who's trying to uh, sort of fit in in a sort of new culture but also has this previous culture from his uh, grandparents and trying to see well actually trying uh, actually not fitting in any of those two right uh, and that's what it's about now um the my last question to you guys and feel free to be as open as as you would like to be what are your thoughts as far as American rock and roll is concerned? And is there anybody new that you guys are listening to? So American rock and roll. Um, I love everything about American rock and roll. I love the old stuff. Uh, like the, um, I, I've been listening to a lot of Eagles lately. Um, I love Eagles of Death Metal. That metal. I love, Stone Age, anything new? Um, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I've been listening to a lot of Royal Blood, so those guys are good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it it Uh, seems like everything, everything newer that seems to be really good seems to be coming from Europe. So I mean, Greta Van Fleet is Europe, and uh, the Struts come from Europe. So. Europe's doing a pretty good job as far as rock and roll right now. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and maybe it's sort of it, it could also be that it takes some time to 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 to, to fly over, I guess you would say, before we hear certain bands. Yeah. Man, well, guys, thank you so much for uh, talking with us tonight. And if there's any yeah. updates when the album's released or anything along those lines. Anything that you guys are promoting, new videos or whatever, please put them on the Rock and Roll Union page. We want to keep up to date with you guys and uh, really awesome. wishing you the best with this new album coming out. Thank you. Thank you. All the best to you as well. Thanks, guys. You have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you. You, you too, too, man. Take care. See ya. So here is Alfatso with Katama.
Hey, this is a Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history. The voice of choice and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. Yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.
That was Spencer and the Elegant Blackouts from an event we had last year with Me or the Bottle, guys. That is one of my favorite songs out of anything new coming out, guys. Uh, make sure you check out Spencer and the Elegant Blackouts. They really, really kick ass hard. Um, just want to give you guys a quick message from another one of our sponsors guys make sure you check out phoenix custom printing for any of your printing needs guys they have all your rock and roll needs and you know the venues are starting to open up a little bit you're going to want your merch make sure you check out phoenix custom printing they can do t-shirts they can do hats they can do it all guys they are also the premier and only printer of the rock and roll union so make sure that you guys check them out guys you can call them at 410-206-2081. Make sure you tell them that you heard this on the Rock and Roll Union podcast, and you'll get 20% off your entire order. That is a full 20% off your entire order. That number, again, is 410-206-2081. Or you can check them out on their Facebook page. That is Phoenix Custom Printing. So, guys, we're going to keep the music going a little bit longer. We're going to have Sean Pinard from Head Motor coming up very shortly. Really looking forward to kicking ass with him, talking to him a little bit about what he's been doing, different things. And, uh, you know, we're going to do a little uh, – the country's kind of been at a crazy point, and uh, – they, we're going to listen to a little bit of what Atomic Motel has to say about that with MSP. Here we go.
little bit of rat ride with the fool. So uh, really hoping you guys are out there enjoying this holiday weekend, making the best out of the bad situation and doing as much as you can. And uh, we're going to keep it going with the rock and roll here. Here is As We Become Ghosts with Butterflies Fade. Baby, the party is over. 
just remember your next door neighbor's band could be better than anything they're playing on the radio. Those guys are proof of that. That is as we become ghosts with butterflies fade. Guys, it is my extreme pleasure to welcome you to a person that's been with uh, been on the show before and want to welcome him back again. Sean Pennard, you with us? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, CT? Good, man. How you been? I've been okay, man. How have you been? Good. Uh, hanging in there, making the best out of a bad situation, but uh, really <laughs> hoping and seeing that some of the uh, venues are starting to open up again, and uh, hopefully that's a good sign of things to come. How you been? You been busy? Well, you know, speaking of uh, venues opening up, I just had a show last weekend, actually, and I've got shows coming up all next month. You know, the it's funny because this whole time we were shut down, it's like, you know, what, what are we supposed to do? I mean, all our shows got canceled and pretty much everybody, you know, you know, a lot of bands and they all got shows canceled on them and everything. And, um, you know, we were one of them. Uh, but luckily, we have a few shows to help end our year with, and uh, that's going to be pretty good. We're looking forward to that. You know, we'll be in uh, Delaware next week with Head Motor, the Motorhead Tribute, at Bar 13 in Wilmington. And uh, yeah. a little shameless self, a little shameless self promotion there, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. I just did a show last week in uh, in Delaware again with my Johnny Cash tribute, uh, Folsom Prison Revival. And uh, we did a show at the Wilmington, uh, not Wilmington, uh, uh, Milton Theater down there last weekend. And honestly, shows are coming back. It's just going to be a matter of time before they're all, you know, open back up fully, hopefully by next year. So you you said two things right there that I I really want to touch on. And that was going from the Motorhead tribute to the Johnny Cash tribute. Now, as far as vocally, how does that work with your voice? And is it? tough switching from one to the other um you know it's hard to do both in one day like that's the only hard part um the easy part is actually getting up on stage and doing it because by the time i get up on stage i'm usually in character and so if i'm going to be johnny cash for the night in Folsom prison revival it's always like you know i got to put on the johnny cash voice and i got to sing just like him and i got to you know, but I don't look like him. That's the only thing. I look like Lemmy from Motorhead while I'm doing it. And so that's a, a little confusing to the audience. But as far as doing Motorhead is concerned, you know, you'd figure that would, you know, rip someone's voice apart. It doesn't. It actually doesn't hurt me at all to sing it. Uh, the only thing is, is, well, try picture it like this. We all know how Lemmy sings. It's like this. Imagine blowing out a humongous birthday cake filled with candles. And, you know, your lungs are going to get tired after you, you know, you do that. That's right. what it's like at the end of every single song. So it's not so much hard on my voice to do that. It's just murder on your lungs to keep doing it like 25 times a night with each song. That's the only problem. Man. As far as switching back and forth is concerned, it just depends what show I'm doing that day. And what I really do is I just kind of get into character each day. And so I kind of start my day differently depending on which show I'm going to do. I can never do both shows in one day. Uh, So far, I have not. And I don't think I'd be able to do that. I don't know if I quite got the talent to do that in one day, you know, both shows. But but I do kind of switch gears, so to speak. And it's sort of like going into Motorhead. What I do is I just... I kind of, you know, uh, you'll see me drinking beer on stage and Jack Daniels, and that's real, you know. 
and I'll walk out on the stage with a cigarette in my mouth. That's real too. You know, I get into character and, uh, and I just sort of do my Lemmy warmups. I kind of do a couple of easier motorhead songs, get my voice in shape. And then I go out there and I go out and I talk with the British accent all night long, just like that, you know, and then I go scream and shout into the microphone all night long, just like that. And so it's sort of like, you know, switching gears and you just got to get into character, you know. So on the day that I'm doing Motorhead, I'm quite literally Lemmy that day. So when you talk to me, you're, you're actually pretty much talking to Lemmy, you know, the closest thing to it anyway. And for Johnny Cash, I do differently. I have tea that day and I, uh, I eat right that day and I don't smoke and I don't drink. And it's sort of like it's kind of the exact opposite. And that's sort of how I get ready for each show each day. Wow, man. And now with... Um... Did it take a little bit of uh, – did it seem weird at first when you started doing Motorhead? Now, how long have you been doing Lemmy? Jeez, a number of years now, almost as long as I've been doing Johnny Cash. Um, you know, you're probably talking around um, seven or eight years now I've been able to sing like him. You know, I had two different lineups. So uh, actually one real lineup before this one that I have currently – and this is my second lineup with, with Head Motor. And, um, you know, but I had the idea in mind a couple of years before I did it because I was able to sing along with the DVD that I had of them uh, live in concert. And I was just able to kind of sing like that. And so that was kind of how I got started in that. Now, did it seem weird to you when you first started out doing Lemmy, the way he positions the mic? Because he was the only guy that ever really did the the mic pointing down. Did did that take a little getting used to? Uh, no, not really. If anything, it actually helped, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I've tried the mic all different ways, and it just it didn't work. You know, the the way he has his mic kind of works. Um, I, I don't know why he had his mic that way. There's about 10 different stories I heard as to why he had it. I don't know. but uh, But I tried positioning at that very early on so I can kind of get used to it. And uh, and it worked. And believe it or not, it actually made it easier to sing that way. My voice was, you know, didn't hurt as much at the end. I kind of had the, 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 the higher notes were easier to reach and that kind of thing. So it was not a huge transition. It's just that there's there's two different types of shows I do. And with, with Johnny Cash, it's more like I'm singing straight forward at you at the audience because with Johnny Cash, it's more of like a storytelling kind of show. Right. And um, with Motorhead, it's more like I'm yelling in your face and you better listen kind of thing. And so, you know, I don't have to be looking directly at them because I have my eyes closed the entire show as my head's pointed up. And so I kind of have to use muscle memory on my bass guitar to kind of play. And I kind of have to remember where all my notes are. <laughs> you know, wow. usually I get them right. Usually I have it right. Sometimes I don't. But <laughs> usually I, I try and aim for the right notes. And most of the time I get them. And a lot of the notes on bass, I have to play as chords, not just individual notes. As guitar players and bass players out there will know, you know, the you know, Lemmy played a lot of chords. And so I have to kind of do that with my eyes closed, head tilted up in the air while remembering all the words at the same exact time. So it's a challenge, but uh, it's one that I'm used to and I love doing. So it really wasn't a big deal to put the mic up in the air. Like I said, if anything, it kind of helped. So here's the tough question for you. Which one do yeah. you prefer? Do you prefer one over the other? Oh, no, 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 no. I knew you were going to ask <laughs> me that. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. No, I can't. I can't answer that because honestly, um, 
I'll say this like I say in my in my Johnny Cash show. Um, when I'm on stage, it's sort of like, you know, in between songs, I'll say to the audience, hey, uh, you know, I, I, I don't have a favorite song. It's sort of like people ask me every show, what kind, what's your favorite Johnny Cash song? Well, I don't have one because it's kind of like asking which one of your children do you like the best? You know, yeah. and it's, you know, how, how do you answer that? You don't. So it's sort of like every song that I put into the show is one of my favorites. So as far as me doing one or the other, I can't claim that one is, is my favorite more than the other because I love doing both. I love each side of them with Johnny Cash. I love to, to play the storyteller. You know, it's not quite as loud and ferocious. It's not in your face, I, you know, but still has its own set of vocal challenges that I have to overcome to be able to sing for two hours straight. And so that's, yeah, I might not be having the gravelly voice and yelling in your face, but it's still, it's still a challenge for two hours to sing like him for, you know, nonetheless, right. you know, to keep my voice in that kind of shape song after song after song, it has its own set of challenges. And so, um, you know, it, it, but each song that I put into that show is one of my favorites and that's why it's in the show. And for Motorhead, each song I do, even though we kind of change out more of the Motorhead songs and we kind of switch up the set list more, it's still favorite songs of ours that we love the same way. So we just kind of feel like changing that up. So with Johnny Cash, it's sort of like I get to be the storyteller for the night and I get to kind of be like, okay, sit down now and listen. I'll tell you a few stories. And right. 25 of them, 25 of them to be honest, to be exact, you know, <laughs> so many stories I got to go through for a whole set for, for all those songs. And then with Motorhead, it's like the same thing, only they're louder and faster. And I don't have to look at you. I kind of look up at the ceiling and, you know, like Lemmy did. And I just kind of bang away at that Rickenbacker bass that I have. And there's more guitar solos and it's just, but it's still stories. You know, Lemmy's just telling his own stories. That's just the only difference. And so if you ask which one is my favorite, I say I, I can't pick one because they're both my favorite. That's why I'm doing both, to be honest with so you. So I, I have one question regarding Johnny Cash. is because the one song blows my mind how he remembers every word to the song. The song oh, Everywhere, yeah. Man. Yep. Everywhere, yep. Man. Do you cover that? <laughs> I do. I do it every show. That is insane. <laughs> I do and it every show. How long did it take you to remember it? You know, I honestly don't remember how long it took me to actually remember all the words to it. Um, but each show before I started, because you know, years ago I used to be a comedian. I was a stand-up comic uh, for a little while years ago, among some of the other things that I do. And um, instead of going the comedy route, which would have been very difficult, because I would have had to have chosen, you know, just a little sidebar here. I would have had to have chosen either my music career or my comedy career. And I figured, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm more versed in singing and guitar. I've been playing that since I was eight years old and singing since I was nine. Let me just go that route. So instead of just doing, you know, straightforward music, I put comedy into it. I love making people laugh. So in between songs, I'm usually saying something stupid or funny to make you laugh. Half of it's improv, half of it I have, you know, in my head. So before I do that song, particularly, I've been everywhere. I usually have uh, something that's worth nothing in my pocket that I'm willing to give out to the audience if they guess the number of cities right. <laughs> you know, there, there's a lot of them in that song, you know, and uh, and uh, it starts. I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Windsor, Sarasota, and it just goes on and on and on from there. So I actually don't remember how long it took me to memorize that. I don't think it took me very long, 
But I know that, um, you know, each show I, I try and spice it up. I have something in my pocket, either a chewed up pen, um, something that I have on me. <laughs> I try and give away to the audience <laughs> if they gets the number of places I've been to right. And uh, that's definitely a difficult song. That's one you need to kind of take a little time before and after you sing it to, you know, to make sure you got enough air and uh, inside your lungs to do it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to yeah. say that, man. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Now, talking <laughs> about getting into character, man, you, you have some, uh, some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some experience with doing, with doing other characters due to an acting gig, uh, acting career that you also have. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, as far as acting was concerned, I've been in two movies, uh, but it's um, it's mostly voiceover acting that I'm very good at, I, which kind of helps me get into characters. So, the, I mean, the only two characters I played in a movie was I did a background character once in a movie where, um, you know, where, where I got to to play uh, um, a fan right outside of a boxing ring in a boxing movie that just came out two years ago in movie theaters. And uh, in the other movie, I got to play a cop, uh, believe it or not, with, um, you know, I got to play a shotgun guard to be specifically. So I got to actually shoot up inside of a uh, inside of a courtroom. I got to blast off a shotgun blanks, of course. But it's like, you know, how many people get to say that they did that in their lives and got away with it? You know, (laughs) so I got to do that as far as acting was concerned. And um I do have other films that uh, that I've written. Uh, one of them in particular, I have a part for myself that I would love to play uh, as far as some of the other screenplays I've written. But uh, there's a part that I would really like to play in a movie I wrote called Mobsters vs. Zombies. And um, and it's just as silly as the title sounds. But uh, the, the two films that I was in so far, um, I did just kind of have to play minor characters, but still, you know, they get killed in just such a way that it's special, just, just special enough that, that they're a kill scene, you know, you kind of actually have to study for just a little bit. So that was about the extent of that. But I did get to do acting class in college for a couple of years, and I have, uh, I've done that many times. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's something I do as well, yeah. That's awesome. Um, just a quick question. Uh, while not a question, but I want to answer this call real quick. We have I'm not sure if somebody's trying to call in to discuss something. Thanks for calling the show. Who do we got? Who's on the line? Oh, they just hung up. All right. Oh. So uh <laughs> I lost but, a fan. Um, oh no. But yeah, man, I mean, how is <laughs> man, you got your I mean, you're in doing a million things right now and yeah. How do you squeeze time in for like a normal job? Like, I'm sure that you're working full time on top of everything else that you're doing. I am, and uh, you know, it's like everybody else. I was, I was kind of, uh, I was laid off too, and right. um, been on furlough as they call it since March, and I'm finally going back to work full time again next week. So. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, if you if you if you really have like a lot of things like I, I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and um 
you know, they'll all tell you about the same thing that I will, and that is uh, set time aside for everything. Whatever you have, whatever your goals are, you got to make sure that you have the time first in order to do it. Um, I'm talking to a very, very nice guy uh, named Mike Peluso, who is part of something called True Living, and uh, I'm usually on their Zoom meeting every Wednesday, and uh, yeah, and that's 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 one of the things that we always talk about on that meeting is that uh, you know you got to make time for for everything that you do, and um, you know so as far as um, as far as like let's say let's say you got a I'm a writer as well so I, uh, let's put that into the mix. So I gotta write a screenplay. So what do I do? I have two bands I have to keep happy. Both bands need practicing, you know. So I gotta meet with both bands because they're two different sets of people at different times. Plus I have shows for both bands. Uh, occasionally I might get an acting gig somewhere, uh, and then I have to work full time at a day job. And it's like, well, how the hell do you do all that? Well, it's it's simple, but it's hard at the same time. Uh, how I do it, you know, and it might work slightly differently for other people is, um, you know, I, I take one thing that I have to do and I make it that day. So for instance, if I'm going to do motorhead that day and I have to go practice with the band or if I have a show, it's motorhead all day, you know, and if I have to do Johnny Cash, the same thing. And if I have to write something, well, you know, writing a screenplay is a little bit more flexible, to be honest with you. That one, I have to have a little bit more flexibility in with versus bands and playing shows, of course. But um, as, as far as doing that, I got a set of times where I can write. And uh, I have to have the ideas in my head first to write it as well, too. So those two things kind of have to coexist as well at the same time that I make time to go and write. And uh, and then I have to go and work, and I know my work hours, so I have to do all of those things around my work hours. And um, wow. that's that's kind, yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's how I do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not easy, but I'll be honest with you. Once you get into like a routine with everything, um, you know, it, it actually gets easier. You know, you just gotta kind of take the what. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do get to sleep, you know, uh, just not all the time, but enough. I'll put it that way. I, I, enough times per week I get to sleep. And then when I do, I enjoy that. And then uh, when I get up, I have to do the the same thing all over again. And, um, yeah. <laughs> so. Any uh, Any chance you're relaxing at all this holiday weekend? I am, as a matter of fact. I uh, I've been relaxing this whole weekend, and for the first time uh, this week, uh, I'm sorry, the first time this year, actually, I went to the beach and then um, enjoyed that. Got to play some pinball down at the at the at the beach, and then I got to uh, relax today. And uh, I'm off tomorrow, but then it's just work, work, work from Monday on. So it's it's right back to the grind. But I at least had a nice long weekend off. Yeah. Wow, man! I don't know how you do it, but uh, oh, well, you know, this just takes time. It just takes time, and it just takes doing. That's all. I hear you, but uh, brother, thank you so much for calling in. I got to go to commercial break, but uh, Sean, it's been a pleasure as always, man. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and uh, hanging with us for a little bit. Oh, thank you for having me. Appreciate and- it. <laughs> Real quick before you go, you said that yep. show for uh, that show next week is at bar thirteen. 
Uh, yeah, you know, if anybody is actually uh, in the area, you know, we have. I mean, we're lucky to have these shows, and so we're just we're just grateful to be having it. We're going to be Head Motor, my Motorhead tribute. You can actually check out my bands on Facebook. The Johnny Cash Band is Folsom Prison Revival on Facebook, and my Motorhead Band is Head Motor. It's Facebook, a Head Motor Band, you know. And that one is Saturday the 12th, coming up next week at Bar 13 in Delaware. And the following week, I'll be in upstate New York at Motown Amphitheater in Addison, New York. And then on the 26th, back down in Delaware at halftime. Uh, we're playing with a UFO. Tri- yeah, we're playing with a UFO tribute, believe it or not. And um, pretty. Spot, by man. the way, CT, I, I know you know that uh, you know I do screenplay writing. I got some pretty good news on my Smokey and the Bandit screenplay that I did. And uh, so we're getting pretty far with that as well. We got some news on that, as well as another screenplay that I got. I just got commissioned to write somebody else's screenplay that I'm currently halfway in the middle of right now. So doing pretty good. Man, that is great to hear, Sean. Man, thank you so much for calling in. I'm sure that we'll be touching base and uh, message me after the show. Let me know what's going on with that Smokey and the Bandit, man. Really excited for you, brother. And, yeah, uh, it's a sequel right. to Smokey and the Bandit, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. I met Burt Reynolds shortly before he died, and he was all about it. But we're still going to go ahead with the screenplay, and uh, we've got a few people on board that really want to do it, including a car company called Trans Am Worldwide. And so we're very happy to uh, to be hopefully getting that uh, the new Smokey and the Bandit sequel out, I hope, <laughs> within the next few years, as well That's as awesome. another movie I just got commissioned for. So I'm very happy about that as well. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sean. Have a great rest of your weekend, brother. Rest up. And, oh, you too. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we'll uh, we'll touch base soon. Sounds good. All right, Sean. Right. Have a great rest of your weekend, bro. All right, you too. Thank you, everybody. Bye now. See ya. So there was Sean Pinar, guys. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to be joined by a band called Good for Nothing. So, don't go anywhere. This is a sister, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. 
Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast, guys. If you didn't know, Stanley Cup playoffs are tonight. The Flyers, man, really cheering for them. But talking about sports, winning season returns at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means survivor super contests and squares. At my bookie, winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up, watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice. It's time to celebrate the NFL season as well. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code VOCNATION, all one word, no spaces, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Guys, that's $1,000 of free money. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks. Win big. Collect your cash. Use promo code VOC Nation, all one word, no spaces, and double your first deposit. That's free money, guys. Go get it. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. Guys, this next band I am very excited to introduce to you. They are to be confused with no one else. They're they are what they are, and that is good for nothing. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. Really excited hey. to talk to you guys. How's everybody? Fantastic, man. Doing Thanks great. for having us. So if you guys could, um, I just want to preface this by saying you guys were really cool. They sent me a copy of their vinyl, which, guys, I'm a big, big record collector, so that was a really uh, prized piece for me. I love, I mean, you guys were the first band to, like, local or unsigned band that I was actually able to get a vinyl off of. And uh, 
can you tell us a little bit about the band, how long you guys been together, and uh, if you could just introduce yourselves. Sure, um, I can start off with that. I'm, I'm the loudest one, so I guess we'll go that <laughs> way. This is Dylan. Um, we got Mike on as well, and Jake. Um, unfortunately, we are not joined by another Mike, which is our drummer today, um, and our singer, Adam. Um, so we'll just make up stories on their behalf. But, um, man, we started a long time ago. Um, we've got kind of a, a, a classic uh you know, attitude and uh, uh, emotional story on, on where we're coming together. But as good for nothing, we've only really been together since last summer. Um, and that was after a, man, 13-year break um, wow. from when we were our last band. Um, and when we did that last band, uh, so Mike and myself, who you do have on the line here, uh, that's when we, uh, you know, folded our arms, pouted in the corner, and broke up the band and, and kind of <laughs> went our separate ways for over a decade. Um, and so I'm not, the whole thing is just this crazy story that we'll have to save probably for another time. But um, our drummer got married last uh, June, and uh, last year in June in 2019. And so um, we all got invited and then we all got sat at the same table for the reception. And m most of us in some way or another had not talked since everything kind of went awry. So he, he had us sitting at the same table. I don't know if it was on purpose or what, but uh, he's got that going on. Our uh, our old manager was there too, so he was uh, at the table with us, and he actually uh, officiated the ceremony. So, uh, you know, we got some good things coming together, and we just got to talking, man, and we were uh, – at the table and you know you can call it midlife crisis you can call it whatever you want but we said hey you know have you ever thought about playing again um and uh yeah we, we started thinking about it turned the faucet back on and all the songs started flowing out um and you know that's since then we put out our ep so that's the one that we sent you that came out in may um it takes us a little bit longer to get a record out uh, we could talk a little bit about that if you want to, but I'm in, I'm based out of Columbus. The rest of the band's in Chicago area. Uh, so oh, wow. definitely a lot of geography to play with there, but I'll let the other two guys, you know, speak up and. Yeah. It's kind, of yeah it's kind of interesting the way that we kind of just, uh, kind of fell right back into, uh, like almost where we left off. Like as soon as we hit record, it was like, yeah, this is definitely the same band as it always has been. You know, we just fell right back into uh, the swing of things, and, you know, getting together with these guys has uh, always been a pleasure. And, you know, um, you know, it just it was so natural, you know, to just to start on these songs that Dylan had kind of come up with and just – you know, start swinging for the fences again, and it's been a lot, and we're not done by any means. Uh, we just started recording our LP. Not, we're already kind of like on top of a whole another chunk of new songs that we're really anxious to get out, and uh, you know, we're really excited. The EP's been doing pretty well. It's kind of surprising, you know, to see like you know some of the hits that we've been getting. It's been interesting. That's awesome. Now, um, you guys, the first thing that, that came to mind when I heard you guys on the on the album, 
really, and I'm a big hardcore Mike Patton fan, was you guys sound a lot like, um, a lot like you have a Faith No More kind of influence or maybe prog rock kind of influence. Is that what you guys kind of, was that your influence going into this? Uh, so uh, it, it's kind of all over the place. So what's really interesting here is uh, with the geography that we've got, we've got, let's just say zero of the songs that you've heard so far and probably go forward. Um, have we practiced and played as a whole band in one room ever? Um, and so it's very much a layer game. Um, so we all bring our own influence for sure um, into the studio, but uh, and, and that's going to reflect, and like all of us love Faith No More, so you're going to end up hearing some piece of that for sure. But as an example, I don't know, none of us know what's going to come out of the singer's mouth until we hit record in the studio. <laughs> we don't know what he's written, what the melody is, how many harmonies there's going to be, what effects he wants to use at this part. It all just happens live uh, while we're recording. Um, I'll get a, a cut of the mix from Mike that's got new guitar in it. Um, that, you know, we took something that was really hard rock and forward driving, and then all of a sudden it's surf, right? And it's, it's just, you know, what makes sense for the time. It's everybody's individual influences. It's really cool, but it's, it's very much so a layer cake of, of sound. But if you ask everybody in the band, you know, who's somebody that you all have in common, yeah, Mike Patton's going to definitely fall within there. You're hearing a lot more Faith No More on the recent stuff. If you listen to the old stuff, it'd be a lot more Mr. Bungle. Um, yeah, we're... Uh, and I cut you off there a little bit, Mike, and, and uh, I don't know if Jake was speaking up too, but I'll let you guys. Uh, yeah, no, it's, you know, it's been interesting. The whole process has been <laughs> just kind of uh, kind of mind-boggling to just see everything just kind of fall into place like it has, you know, and not knowing what everyone has coming to the table until we hit record. And I think – we've gotten kind of lucky in a lot of ways, you know, that everything's fitting, you know, but it's just, it, it's such a, uh, we have such a good time in the studio. Like me and Dylan will be just like, I mean, like literally cracking up because, you know, we have no idea what Adam is going to do or, you know, we have very little idea of what Mike's going to do uh, and, and Jake as well. But it's, just, you know, these guys just impress me so much with their ability that like, yeah, it's, it's comical, like <laughs> at a certain point, right. oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. We just well, sit, sit there and cracking up, just like I can't believe I'm hearing what I'm hearing. <laughs> you know, it's just so much fun <laughs> for us still. You know. Now, unfortunately, due to the whole COVID situation, everybody got shut down for a little while there. But before that, how was uh, as far as the live performances were concerned? How was everybody reception wise? So uh, we have yet to be able to play a live performance, uh, mostly because of our uh, physical constraints or geographic gotcha. constraints. Um, so, so yeah, we, I mean, if, we've, if you sat us in a room right now, every single one of us could play the parts from the songs dead on, but I couldn't guarantee they would all play together. Right? Because <laughs> we haven't sat and played all together. So it'd be, it'd be slightly off for sure. And we've talked a lot about, you know, the what ifs on playing uh, live right now. We're just having a ton of fun. Um, this whole thing got spun out in, in early 2000s out of us wanting to make music for video games. So we're very instrumental focused and just like 
there's a lot of, of storytelling in the music itself. Um, so we've got kind of that natural lean where we're able to say, hey, if we're not able to play live, we've got this story to tell anyways. Um, right. And right. so, you know, the instrumental can stand on its own and then the vocals come in and just make everything insane. Um, would love to be able to play some shows with these guys uh, for sure. We had some amazing, just like crazy experiences playing shows when we were uh, originally together. Um, and so it'd be fun to, to pull that back. Uh, but yeah, as of right now, it's, it's one of those, you know, letdowns. You know, they always talk about on Spotify, you can look at the geographic areas where people are listening to your music and set up a tour based off of that. Uh, we just kind of get to look at it and be like, cool, somebody in Italy likes us. and thankfully we're in the time we're in the day and age now where marketing is a big thing as far as you guys Mm -hmm. trying to do like video games or movies or anything and your your sound is dead on for a lot of i can honestly picture it in video games and a lot with the i mean it's amazing what we're able to do technologically that we weren't able to do even 10 years ago. And it's great yeah. that you guys can write the music that you write without even being in the same room. Yeah. It's completely sure. enabled the process for us for sure. Yeah. I think we're just as amazed at <laughs> the process. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> oh man. No. It's, it's like, it's a quick story within there. Just on the craziness of it. We did our first drums recording for this album with, Mike and Mike, so Mike Drummer and Mikey got on the phone here, um, in a studio in, in Illinois, uh, mic'd up, ready to go, and there's me on FaceTime with Mike's phone right next to the talkback, and I'm listening to what they're playing and kind of producing from a distance, but, like, technology has just enabled us to do all these different uh, activities from a remote standpoint, either, you know, something down and dirty like FaceTime or now with all the live streaming and Pro Tools, you can do cloud sharing with, with your sessions. There's just so much that makes us able to yeah. do this regardless yeah, of what we are. What we used was um, it's a, it was like a plug-in that you put on the Master Track and Pro Tools that streams what you're doing. So he was able to hear everything. He was able to hear the mix I was doing, you know, and all that during playback or, or even during the recording, which was like the first time we tried using it. And like, I was like, can you hear it? And he's like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, unbelievable. Nowadays, it's like what we couldn't do like 10 years ago. It's crazy. So if I was to ask you guys what you see as far as the future of Good for Nothing, what would you, what do you perceive as the future? What is your future plans for the band? I don't, I don't think I don't we know. ask I each think, other that enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we really know. I think we just, you know, are just going at it, you know, uh, session by session and just having fun creating music and uh, hopefully other people listen to it and enjoy it, you know, as much as we do. And um, I think if, you know, I like to think if there was a fan base that, you know, that built up enough that was calling for us to play live, that we'd be able to pull something off in the future. Um, awesome. Now, where can people get a hold of your music? Are you guys on, on all the streaming sites? As far as your uh, websites and Facebook and stuff can, are concerned, can you uh, 
tell our listeners a little bit about where they can find you guys? Sure. Yeah. So we've got a good for nothing band on Facebook, good for nothing band on uh, Instagram. Um, We definitely try to stay up on posts there. Um, But then we've got um, all your major streaming platforms around the world. Um, Our our EP is available on there. Any future work that we do is going to be available on there as well. We, we just figured if we're not able to, to hit the clubs and, and go do the live show and really get into people's faces that way, we're going to go on mass exposure with the distributors that are available today for, for different streaming networks. It's, I mean, it costs you the same to go um, to everything as it does to go to just Spotify. So we figured we might as well. And my last question for you guys is we're getting ready to play Everybody Knows. Could you tell me a little bit about that song and the writing behind it? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, we I'll started, started with guitar. Yeah, we started with rhythm guitar. A lot of our songs start with rhythm guitar. I do a lot of writing, and I'm the rhythm guitarist. And um, I, I record down either a scratch track or uh, sometimes I'll actually go through and do a full production of, of all the rhythm. Uh, but that song started, so, so our working names are just ridiculous names of songs until we actually have lyrics. And so the first two tracks that we had were this song and that song. And so uh, <laughs> this song is what ended up being called All I Want, which is also on the EP. Um, that song is Everybody Knows. And that one started off really, it's, it's, if you listen to the rhythm guitar in it, it's got this really fast chugging palm mute um, with... You know, it goes from, you know, you know, double speed like to like a quarter of that within the riff. Um, and we're all about keeping you guessing. We don't want you to know, hey, the next verse is coming right away. Right. And sometimes we'll just throw in a random breakdown in there. Sometimes we'll change the style of the music. Um, but it started off with that rhythm. And then, Mike, I'll let you take over on, uh, you know, how you added. Yeah, so, like... With that song and a couple of the songs on this EP uh, were done at the same studio with the guitars. And, like, you know, I really didn't have any kind of set, like, you know, um, thought process, like, or, like, um, like formula or, like, I didn't really have, like, an idea of really what I wanted to do a little bit, I, you know, listening over and over, I kind of had a little bit of an idea, but I never I didn't approach it. Yeah, on my own until I was in the studio and like me and just kind of worked it out. I would, you know, and, and I like working that way, you know, um, just kind of like ad libbing in a part, living in like kind of like the moment, you know. Uh, I think some of the best stuff comes out that way. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, you know, we just kind of like worked it out and I played around with a few different things within, you know, within the part whatever and we kind of agreed on like what we were going to keep and what we were going to go with and just kind of worked it out almost kind of like how you would do like in a rehearsal you know right. how you would work out a part of rehearsal we just did it in the studio and uh, oh. it, it, it is what it is you know it came out awesome. uh, happy yeah and, and then jake i think you guys did the bass uh yeah i, I get a, chance a couple months later evolution and mm-hmm. progressing and, and right to that process and kind of refine as I start hearing these new versions of this song, which basically sounds like a completely different song after like a, a change or two to it. And then by the time yeah. I finally get into the, the studio to record everything, it's, it's, uh, it, it's like having rehearsed and played with these guys 
for, for months of, of writing the song, you know. Right. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Thank you so sure. much for calling in tonight, uh, taking time out of your holiday weekend to join us. And, uh, guys, please keep us up to date. Post anything that's up and coming on the Rock and Roll Union page so we can keep up to date. And, uh, guys, just thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Thank Thanks you. for having us, man. You guys have a great rest of your weekend. You too. All right, guys, that was good for nothing. And here is their song, Everybody Knows. So that was good for nothing, guys. Want to say a big shout out and a thank you to El Fatso, Sean Pennard, and good for nothing, guys. 
all great guests. Really enjoyed having them on the show tonight. Our next week's show is going to, we're going to be joined by Inferno Doll. We're going to be playing the best rock band anywhere, as we always do. Guys, want to say a big thank you for listening in this week. Remember, if you don't catch the live cast, you're actually able to go back and listen to all our shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you find your podcasts. So, for now, that is it for the show this evening, guys. Have a great rest of your weekend. Be safe on this holiday weekend. And, guys, have until next time, remember rock and roll. Have a good night. <laughs>